0: This entire day, we've been talking about the impossibilities made possible. Impossible things that are just being possible. And, and I look at that going, wow, what can God do when you just trust His Word? He said it, He'll do it. Phil, I want to say to you this tonight, God told you to come plant a base. God said, uplift your family, move out here, come be here, plant a base for a while and put it up, move into what that is. I want to tell you, you've heard right. You heard right, brother. God will provide the rest. God is going to put things in place. Don't worry about what it's going to be. Tonight, so as I look to you on the stage, I just wanted to encourage you tonight, publicly, and say, "You heard right." And I thought about Fana. I looked at you. You heard right. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be so special. Sure. Okay. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Turn with me to Luke chapter 5. That was the, the first we had the. That was like the. I like that. That was a cool one. It was like. How's, how's Luke 5? Let's read from Luke 5. Oh, Jesus. You know, one thing, it's just as a. There's one thing for a pastor, someone who's got a pastor's heart, and I do operate in the various giftings, but the essence of who I am is pastoral. And seeing people grow, I was just walking through the church and thinking about our youth and the different stuff that's been happening and the people in the church and seeing Jonathan, who we pray for every week, but anyway. <laughs> Just kidding, Jono, just kidding. Uh, but behind the drums and what God's doing in his life and Friday night at youth, seeing these kids who I saw up in front of me in the last couple of years, from being little teeny boppers to teenagers, standing with their hands in the air and worshiping God and praying for each other here on Friday night, just moved my heart. Friday night was phenomenal. These kids were just under the power of Jesus. And and each one of you, I've seen you grow and I've seen you develop. A lot of you as part of my team and... And seen in the last couple of years how you've come into church and where you are today and what God's doing in that it just makes my heart happy, man. It's just I like God is busy doing something. God is not finished with Philippians uh, 1 verse 4 says, the work that He started, He will bring unto completion. I just want to encourage you with that word tonight. What God started, God will finish. God will, God will finish. Peter, I want to say another word of you tonight. God brought you out of something. God gave you a word. God released you. And what He started in that process, He will finish. He will finish. I'm like, like, how's it all going to come together? I believe there there are more things about to shift and come into line with what God started. God brought something into it, and He had a reason why He left you out, why he, He took you out of that. There was a reason. There was a reason He left you. He brought your family out of it and said, it's a new season. So, why we leave you just hanging in that? There's a reason. And I believe that, yeah, what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to finish. He's going to finish it. Over your entire family, what he started, when you said this morning you turned, you spoke over, it was this morning, yeah, you spoke over Shane, Shane's birth. What he started, he will finish. Ooh, what he started, he will finish. He birthed him. <laughs> He will sort him out. He will bring him. He will work in his life. He will do supernaturally. What he started, he will finish. I'll say to you, some of you parents here, what he started, he will finish. I'm looking at you as if you're a parent. <laughs> I don't know. He prophesied something. <laughs> uh, Jesus, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. We are reading Luke 5. Né? Yeah let's read your verse 17 now it happened on a certain day that he was teaching and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by and they came out of every town of Galilee Judah and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them then behold men, listen what, what what he brings out. he says they were he was in, um, where was it? in Galilee, right, that was a certain, yeah, and he's, in, and in this place, yeah, in Galilee, so men from town, Galilee, and Judah, and Jerusalem, all of these, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, and the Wishikuses, and the Nevises, all of them were there, okay, everybody was there, everybody was out, this was a moment, this was it, Every, Jesus is what doing? He's teaching. There's something we have to, sometimes we're going to read the Bible piece by piece, especially when we're talking about what we're doing here tonight, talking about healing. He wasn't just talking. He was teaching. When somebody's teaching, you kind of want to listen because what you're about to hear is going to set you free. Preaching gets you fired up and releases stuff in the spirit. But teaching gives you tools that you can apply to your life, and now you can do it on your own. That's what teaching is. You teach somebody certain things so that they don't have to come back on the same thing. And that's the mission of this church is Ephesians chapter 4, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So when you get something in the Spirit, you, in a teaching format, you can apply it to your life. Jesus is at this moment, and He's teaching certain stuff. And I love this next part. He says, and everybody was there, and He says, yeah, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. There was healing in the place, but I wonder how many are there to access the healing. Okay, so we're talking about healing, right? Power of God is there to heal. It's always present. Jesus is bringing when, when the word is being taught. There is power for healing. I've seen people teach on on uh, talking way in, back in the day. Uh, Prophet Corbus and some other people, they're coming in, um, even, what's his name, uh, Kenneth Hagen, Papa Hagen, the old guy, the old dude, he's just preaching God on salvation, people getting healed. He's teaching something, it's got probably nothing to do with healing, but present the power is there for healing. What I'm teaching is that it doesn't matter if we're going to be teaching about healing or not, it's wonderful, it's powerful, but there's always powerful healing. There's always powerful healing. Why? Because by his stripes we are healed. He has the power for healing. He's accessed to healing. He's given us the healing. Okay, so here what happens. Then behold, men brought on the bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because the crowd because of the crowd went onto the housetop and led him with, uh, with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. When Jesus saw what? Their faith. So the guy who's paralyzed, I don't know what faith he had, because Jesus was about to do something in his life, and there's something that he shifted in that moment, in that instance when he was speaking to him. But their faith brought him there. And when they got there, what did they do? They ripped open the roof, and they dropped him in through the roof on his bed. So they didn't make a small hole. They didn't make just a hole. Tie it around his arms and slip him through the hole, like Santa through the chimney. It wasn't Santa coming in. with a paralyzed dude on his mattress, on his bed, dropped the whole bed in there. I don't know what size bed it was. They ripped the roof up, dropped it in front of Jesus, and said, there. Do something. He is, listen, there's, that's making a scene in expectation of a miracle. Are you, are you getting something here? They're not coming out the back end after the service. Uh, pastor uh, would you please come and pray with the guy? He's a paralyzed guy, and he, he couldn't get here. Will you come to our house? Do you, do you think there's enough space here tonight? Nobody had to come through the roof, Right? Is there power here for healing? There's always power for healing. But there's an expectancy of what God can do in making sure that, like, I'm going to bring him. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be on a bed, and we're going to chuck him right there on the side. We're going to make space for the guys on the beds, all the paralyzed guys. We're going to have them packed down on the mattresses. So it's not going to look like a cool church because there's going to be a lot of paralyzed people lying on mattresses. That's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, and now you're lying there, and you're waiting for your turn to be prayed for. That is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, right? But they're making a scene. They're making an entrance. They're going to rip the roof open. Everybody's going to see somebody's ripping the roof open and dropping him in front of Jesus, and then Jesus looks at their faith and then does something for this man. But what Jesus firstly does for him, he says, your sins are forgiven. Why that? They didn't bring him for sins forgiven. They brought him there for healing. But Jesus wanted him to understand something about healing. Jesus is busy teaching. So he's not just going to come do a miracle. He wants to do a miracle in the man's life so he'll never go back to his sickness. Because if he can understand that his sins are forgiven, he'll always walk in healing. So when he heals him, he heals him from a position of forgiveness, not from a position where he's still in a state of sin. What's, God, what's God's heart for you to live out of sin, to, for you to live in a place where sin doesn't have a hold on you anymore? That's his heart. Healing is the result of what forgiveness is. Healing is a result that lives out of what he did on the cross. So he paid for our sins. He paid the price. Now we live out of that position. Isn't that a powerful position? These guys are ripping up in the roof, they drop him in front of Jesus. Jesus says, Your sins are forgiven. And they go, like, who gives you the right to forgive their sins? How can you forgive a man? He says, Well, just to show you. Yeah, we're going for healing. He said, Well, just to show you that I am, stand up, take your bed and walk. How many times did Jesus do this kind of miracles? We find a lot of miracles in the Bible. Do we sometimes read that? Do we meditate on those miracles? Do I go back to the, where he touches the leper, where they go through the roof, where the woman presses through with the issue of blood, where she lost all her money in paying for medical bills, and what does she do? She comes to that this crowd is around Jesus, and she pushes through, and she's like, I, If I can just touch him of his garment, I will be healed. She goes through, if she touches, she gets healed. In that moment, Jesus says, Somebody touched me. Peter says, how is that possible that somebody touched you? Everybody's touching you. I saw this one comedian explain it, and he has this very fluffy face, so it doesn't look as funny with me, but he kind of, fluffy face, right? I'm not saying anything. He has a fluffy face. So he pushes his face like real tight up, and he's just talking about Peter. Peter looking at Jesus, going, Jesus, what are you talking about? Everybody's touching you. we all pressed in here. What are you talking about? Who, what do you mean who touched you? All of us are touching you. He said, but somebody touched me different. There was a difference about what I'm reaching out to. There's a difference in that thing. There's a difference about breaking through the roof. There's a difference when the centurion shows up and says, come to, like, my, my, my servant is sick. Can you please pray for him? He says, I'll come to your house. You don't even have to come to the house. Just say a word. Did you see the three differences here? One, they're coming through a roof. They're dropping him on the bed. The other one presses through, and this is his friend's bought him. The other one, she's sick, and she presses through a crowd and grabs hold of his garment. And the other one comes and says, just say a word, and my servant will be healed. Do you see that there's a difference? There's a difference in what it is. Same healing, different approaches, same heart. Same heart. Same aspect of what it is. I don't know. What the church has been through in a certain part of what we, different people in different places across the world. But one thing I've noticed is that we're scared to talk about healing now, because we've seen so many failed attempts at what that is in praying for somebody and they didn't get healed. Right? To be honest, we have that amongst us. We prayed for some people. We really trusted God for the healing. Some of COVID stuff. I really trusted I wouldn't get COVID. All of us trusted, and then we all got COVID. And it was like, okay, so do we stop praying for that? Do we stop believing in, in healing? Or do we trust the truth regardless of what we've experienced? Do we hold fast to what the truth is and keep on pressing into it, keep on stirring it up again? That's why I'm for a second night and maybe for a third or a fourth night, I'm just going to talk about healing and, and look at the miracles. God through the roof right in front of Jesus. What does he do? He heals him. Let's just... Let's just read you a little bit. Um, verse 22, And Jesus perceived their thoughts, and he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately. Immediately, come on, man! He rose up, took up. We had been lying off and departed his, um, to his own house, glorifying God. And they were amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, "We, um, we have seen strange things today." <laughs> Sometimes it is going to be a little strange. Sometimes it could be a little bit. Of, but this is interesting in what he says. He says, "What is easier to say? Your sins are forgiven." Or rise up and walk. Now, this scripture has been in my heart for many years. And I still, I'm I'm meditating on it on a constant basis. How many times have we led people to Jesus? How many times have you seen people stand in front and they go and they say, if you want to give your heart to Jesus today, you want to follow him, would you please come to the front and we're going to pray with you. Or rise up and people come and you've been there yourself somewhere in your life where somebody prayed with you and all you did, how difficult was that moment? was not difficult at all yeah maybe the people could stand up but there was no major thing of psyching yourself up and going for a lot of courses before you get saved like all those who want to get saved next Sunday this week every night at seven you're going to come here we're going to teach you how to get saved and then at the end of the week you're all going to come here and we're all going to get you saved did you do that if you were in that kind of church please we need to help you that's not that's not good no, in a moment, and in an instant, we ask the question, do you want Jesus? Yes, I want him. Pray after me. Okay. Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. Argue, my life, argue my life, argue Jesus. Was that difficult? No. And what happened in that moment? Your sins were forgiven. So Jesus is saying, that moment, what's more difficult, that or, or healing a person that's paralyzed? I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. It's just the same thing. And so many times, we make that different. Salvation, easy. Praying for people that can't walk, very difficult. Extremely difficult. We've got to take courses for this. Courses for horses. Horses for courses. Everybody that's only for the healing guys, they can pray for them. We'll stand and observe. And it's like, yo, they get the guy out of the wheelchair. The guy who was uh, who was crippled can walk. The guy who had a backup was fantastic. Uh, metal disappeared in the body. Rachel, anyway, <laughs> like miracles but that's for the that's for the healing guys i'm not there yet but jesus just said it's the same thing he said it's that easy so i have not seen it that easy yet and i've seen some miracles in my life and i've experienced but i'm not i'm not there so maybe something about what i believe maybe on my face what how i perceive it needs to shift Maybe the meditation of my heart needs to change. Maybe I need to see it different than what I've been seeing it thus far. That it is that easy, that the same way I lead somebody to Jesus, I can pray somebody for healing. I want to say, the same way I can lead somebody to Jesus right now is the same way I can pray for somebody for healing. And when we start seeing that as a whole, what is going to start to happen is we're going to start to see people get out of wheelchairs. Because we see it that easy. Well, okay, you're lame. Let's pray for you. In the name of Jesus, let's pull you out of the wheelchair. Boom. And you're like, wow, legs are there, fantastic. But here's the thing. Let me quickly ask you. If you lead somebody to Jesus, are you suddenly a superstar? But if you raise somebody out of a wheelchair, what do you think of yourself then? Sure, I've arrived. I'm the wheelchair healer. I don't know. I'm I'm a wheelchair deliverer. I tag it on my line. I'll put it on my Facebook. Go live. Did you just see what I did? I just healed this man. So no wonder some of the stuff don't happen. Because we still put that on a level of, at the moment, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be super special. I'm going to be super amazing because I raised somebody from the dead. I was standing there. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put all my statuses. like, did you just see what I did? (laughs) Like. Yeah, and then we say, look how good God is. No, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with God. It's got all got to do with me. We say it's God, but a lot of times it's just me. So no wonder the body of Christ is not getting so many healings because we're still living in a place where we want to get famous, where we want to get to a place where it's all about me. When it, if it doesn't matter, like I led somebody to Jesus the other day, do we still carry that around? Like, do you see how many people I've led to Jesus? This week, five million. That's also trying to. So we hear where he's going with that. As I was standing with that, that girl that night in the hospital at that car accident, and we're standing in the room, and, and she's passed away, and we keep on. It's been an half an hour, an hour, and I'm praying, and I'm praying, and there's another guy praying with us in the room, and, and nothing. Nothing's happening. Not, 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 her eye didn't even move. You know, I'm praying I'm gonna, that I moved. You know, I just want to see a little bit, just a little wink. Nothing. And I'm asking the question, if she gets up right now, how will my heart be? Is it, where's my heart at with this moment? Where's my faith level in the context of what that is? Is it the same as leading someone to Jesus? Or is it still at a place where, where that is carrying a weight much deeper than just leading someone to Jesus? See, because what is the truth? Is it, is it Jesus? Jesus? Is Jesus the source? Is Jesus the supply? Is He the one who gets the glory? Is He the one that fulfills me in everything, whether I see that or not? Because the thing is that even when He doesn't answer a prayer, or when we think He doesn't answer the prayer, that still affects us. Because it's what we're going to get, not who He is. Is Is that making a little sense? We have these three different things through a roof. Pushing through a crowd, speak a word. There's no blueprint, guys. There's no blueprint. I've sat around different seminars in Afrikaans, seminar and seminar It doesn't translate well in English. I'm sorry, but I've done so many like how to get people healed, how to do this, and this guy says you gotta be forceful like a, like a an arm like in, within the army, and you gotta take control of the situation. Then I try that. Yeah, then nothing works. Some of these guys talk very loud. Maybe the devil's death. And they're not here. so you've like, like, got to speak loud, and we get the fight in the name of Jesus. I think if I'm shouting louder, the healing will happen quicker. Then somebody else says, no, my faith needs to be strong. So I've pulled up my faith. And then somebody else comes and says, no, their faith needs to be strong. So when they don't get healed, I think, no, your faith wasn't, wasn't good enough. And so people walk out thinking, oh, my word, I'm, I didn't have enough faith for the healing." So we've got all these little gimmicks we're trying to do instead of just going to the Word. And the Word is Jesus heals. I trust Jesus, and I just pray for the sick. And I pray, and I pray, and I pray. I might not see it now. 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 And then suddenly, boom, healed. Wow, that's fantastic. Next one. might not see it now. Might not see, okay, next one. And I'm pressing in, and I'm praying, and I'm believing, and I'm trusting God. And I'm growing my relationship. And I'm not building my relationship on the fact that he heals or doesn't heal. I just love him because he saved my soul. He saved my life, and I gonna spend all eternity with him. That's what it is. It's got nothing to do with whether he does it or not. I might pray for people. That's why Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, yet he shall live again. But he who is alive will never die. Do you believe this? He's saying two aspects. There are those who will receive resurrection, those who believe in it, and there's some that might not get it, and they might die, but they will live again. Paul writes, we have a hope that those who have fallen asleep will rise again, and we will see them again. But as a generation, we need to go like, hey, somewhere we're missing something, and we don't understand something about healing. We don't understand something about living in divine health. We don't understand something completely as we trust God for supernatural. What's our relationship like? And we're asking these questions to say that we don't get to that again. I want to be at a place where no sickness or disease touches us. Is that where we want to be? I don't want old, I want age to touch me. It's like I'm... uh, You know what is great for those who have glasses? I've never worn like proper glasses in my life and and got this. And and like reading like this and then putting this on, it's like it's 3D. It's just phenomenal. It looks amazing. It's just so bright. Oh, my God. (laughs) Huh? Yeah, the light's so bright. It's wonderful. But I don't want to be there. Come on, man. But we expect these things. Like, you know, I'm getting older, so this is what's going to happen. And then I'll come into The day I went and fetched the glasses, the lady went for my eye test. She said, remember, you are now, you're 44 years old, so you've got to expect that your eyesight's going to start going. I'm like, no. No. no, 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 I know I need this right now because I'm getting a lot of me grace, but I'm trusting that I will stop needing this and this will disappear. My eyesight will get better because there's just the glory of God that fills it and I'll have long hair again. Thank you, Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, you're going to sing me a song next, huh? Oh, ancient of days. <laughs> Come on, where, uh, somewhere we've got to take a, a step forward an understanding, like somewhere about the divine health, that no sickness or disease will touch me. Paul gets bitten by a snake. He picks it up. He shakes it off in the fire. And they sit watching him, seeing him about to die. And he doesn't die. What are we, are we pushing for that? Are we believing for that? And going like, Lord, I'm not going to gimmick this thing. I'm not going to put a blueprint on what this is. I'm going to find my relationship with you. I'm going to seek some scriptures and get into the Word. And I'm going to get equipped to walk in it because I hear sometimes we'll get into a service and somebody there was a guy years ago who I followed who was from another nation and he came in to spoke at the conference and and this guy he barely ate food he just lived on communion and the word of God and that even detests to his body and it was phenomenal and people he had a good word what he's preaching and, and then everybody after the conference, because it's now, this is now weird and wonderful. And everyone's like, oh, I just lost my appetite. And you're lying, man. You just you got moved by what the guy was saying. You never got the revelation. All you did is you heard one little thing and you never got it for yourself. I'm being a little hard on it because I've been there too. I hear something and I'm like, there's a moment and this is, it stirs me up and I think I've got the revelation. No, I don't. I need to get into the word. And I need to study the Word on what was said. I need to ask our Lord, reveal it to me. Make it my revelation so I can live from my revelation and not somebody else's revelation. That it's somebody else's thing. That there's stuff that I believe because I've studied it for myself. I went to look at it. I, I got the Word in my heart. I developed it. Peter and the disciples lived with Jesus for three years. The Son of God for three years. But without the Spirit, they all failed. They were three years in the presence, three years listening to His teachings, three years seeing miracles. You can see miracles for three years and still run away when pressure comes. They stood and they saw Jesus feed thousands of people twice. They saw Jesus walk on water. They see him raise the dead multiple times. They see him heal the sick, touch lepers, and lepers get restored. They see incredible things and what he does. It's supernatural, but it came to the cross because they didn't have the spirit. They couldn't understand it. They all scattered, and then without Jesus, they went into an upper room, and they waited for power, what did it say about Jesus in Luke 5? He was teaching and there was power to heal. It wasn't, and Jesus was there to heal him. No, Jesus was teaching and there was power. Who's in Jesus? Holy Spirit. It wasn't a trick question. I'll tell you, don't worry. Who's in you? Holy Spirit. Who's in Peter on the day of Pentecost? Holy Spirit. Before Pentecost, before the Holy Spirit, what does he they say? Do you know Jesus? No. Three times denies him. After Pentecost, Holy Spirit spot gets up, preaches a massive thing. 3,000 people get saved. Whole city turned around. Life has changed. He, yeah, miracles. Here they're coming from the temple. See a guy at the gate looking at a gate, like, hey, just give me arms. Oh, we don't have much, but what we have, we'll give to you. Come on. In the name of Jesus, they grabbed him, picked him up. Boom, healing happens signs and wonders start flowing out of them, and then we find Peter, the same guy who ran away, starts walking, and his shadow starts touching people as he goes for breakfast in the morning, and they all, they kind of line up to make sure, like, where's the sun? Peter's going to walk, okay, let's just back all the people down here, sit still, sit still, My mind works over time. I'm oh, sorry, Rachel. It said to the guy, sit still, but he's lame. He can't move in any case. So, and they're waiting for, for Peter to come out for breakfast. He's going for a nice cup of coffee. He's walking out. I'm sure they had coffee. I don't know. But he's walking past, and his shadow touches him, and they get healed. So we see this progression. We see Jesus dropping through the roof. We see this. He heals him. Somebody pushes through and grabs. He goes to Jairus' daughter. He wakes her up. We saw all these different things. And then what happens? He says, you will do the same work as me and greater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're missing something if we have not seen greater works. We're not understanding something if we have not seen greater works. He healed the sick, raised the dead, cleansed cleansed leprosy. He cleansed, if I think about that every time I think, on what it was, how contagious it was, what it was in the essence of what people looked like, and Jesus touched them and they were healed, then what does greater works look like? What does greater works look like? That's, That's meant for us. And the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us. Then healing is supposed to be for us. You see, the thing is, when we start talking about it, we start thinking about it, and we start meditating on it, then we start reading about it, then we start talking about it, then we start expecting it, and then we all become like this, this hyped-up Christians. Anytime you see somebody that's sick, you're like, yeah, let me test it out. Okay, maybe you're not there yet, but I'm going to get you you're there. We're going to get there. We're going to get into an atmosphere when we start waiting for sick people to show up because we're ready for you. We've been reading some scriptures on it. I've been meditating on Jesus. I've been seeing what he's done in scripture. I know his spirit lives inside of me. Here's the most powerful thing that we we haven't accessed. I know I touched on this last week. We can easily see a demon manifest in a person. And then that person acts different, they speak different, they get strength, they operate in a different way. But the greatest spirit, the same spirit lives in us, but we don't let him manifest through us. Hmm. Then we realize that there's more to this that we have in us that we have not accessed yet. There's more to the spirit of God, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in us. That means the same spirit that was there when Lazarus was in Jesus, at that day when Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth, he now lives in me. Okay, well, you're like, are you get, like this is where my mind goes. This is where I go when I start meditating on it. So the same thing. So like, I can go, Holy Spirit, you were there that day. Teach me, what, what did you do that day? Oh, you're, you're getting something. He says, Jesus says, it's to your advantage, John, that I leave. Because when I leave, I'll send you the spirit. So I'll take all of this power out of me and give it to you. The same one that's in me, the same one that rose me, now lives in you. The same one was with Lazarus was there. The same one that was there in Christ, the Holy Spirit, when they dropped him through the roof, lives in you now. Same. We don't yet know how to work it. We don't yet know how to let it manifest through us completely. Because it is the power that put this universe in place. It is the power that sustains. The same Zoe of God lives in me. The same power. But it's activated by faith and a renewed mindset. Because you're changed by your mind. The way you change, the renewed by the renewing of your mind. We've got our mindset from Romans chapter 12. We're going to see things like we've never seen before. We're going to walk in a way we've never walked before. Because, yes, I want to see the signs. I want to see the miracles. But I want a deeper relationship with God more. Because from that place, miracles and signs and wonders will happen. Healing will operate in a better and a most amazing way. Sons of God. When he leaves the Great Commission, he says to them, go out, heal the sick. Or What did he say? Heal, heal the sick didn't say pray for the sick. Heal the sick. So, just before, a year or two before lockdown started, we were looking into the Holistic Festival of Cape Town because we wanted to go to, it's basically a new age festival where all the different um, tarot card readers and healers and everyone. So, and so we applied for a store that we could have our own store at the Holistic Fair. fair. And I said, So, what do you operate in? And we say, Healing Hands. That's how. That's what we do. We give uh, spiritual readings and spiritual words to people. Uh, we do. And said, "Wow, this is really cool. Like, do you guys have products?" I said, "No, no, no. Everything we carry with us. <laughs> like, well, we don't sell anything." He said, "Okay, so what do you, what do you need?" I said, "I need a chair for the person that's getting it to sit in." Said, "I need a and I need a place where we can have somebody sing spiritual songs." They're like, "Wow, what is it? Like songs of light." And life, yo! This is phenomenal. This is great. So, how much? How much do you guys charge? I said, it's for free. And she went quite Like, you do all of this for free? I said, yo! Yeah. And the results, is said, it's phenomenal. The results are phenomenal. We've seen some incredible. We've seen cancers heal. We've seen HIV heal through this. We've seen some blind, even blind. She said, blind eyes. We've never heard, like, nobody's ever been to our fair that's, like, healed blind eyes. That is just phenomenal. Like, yes, you guys are are amazing. We really need to get you to the stall. We need to get your stall set up. And I'm like, wow, man, that's what we need to be. That's what we need to operate in. Unfortunately, the the fair was canceled. We didn't get anybody. The next one they have, we want to go. We want to set up a stall there. We want to put it out and go like healing hands, spiritual songs, um, uh, dream interpretations. Oh, and another one, I said, uh, and more stuff, I said, dream interpretations. We also do, dream. yes, you guys have got everything. <laughs> and I wanted to say, yes, because we've got the Holy Spirit. We can do everything. Like, we don't have to be intimidated because of a. a a new age festival it's like and she says okay so around you there will people be doing tarot card readings and and some fortune telling and things like that. i say, that's fantastic put us right there that's where i am going to be i want to be right there they're going to flip some cards i'm going to flip some words and we're going to put some we're going to do some stuff that's going to be supernatural that's what we want to be i'm talking being radical what can god do he says greater works greater works That's where I want, and that's what I believe the church is for, and so we're just going to keep on talking about this, keep on talking about this, keep on talking, until we see God move in a way we've never seen before, so we see that no sickness or disease touches us anymore, that we see people walking here, and just a little child walks up to a blind person, stretch out his hand, and they healed. Come on, that's the kind of faith and the kind of atmosphere that we're desiring to see like never before. Amen. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Lord, there's such an atmosphere of faith here tonight. There's such an atmosphere of faith. I thank you, Lord, that we can read your word, look at what you've done, and I'm saying amazed. Wow Lord, what a moment it should have, would have been in that house. Seeing people drop through the roof, seeing a guy come through the roof. Yeah, no, thanks, Phil. Jump on for us. I think that's powerful. Do it for us. What a moment that was. I think the tomb of Lazarus, where you're opening up a tomb and going, open up the tomb. We're going to call Lazarus. <laughs> Lord, that must have been an amazing day. Here's the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit is He knows the heart of the Father. Right now, this moment, the Holy Spirit that lives within you is revealing God to you every day. And yes, we spoke about healing tonight, and we're going to continue talking about but he is the healer. So first and foremost, we've got to know him as a healer. And that he wants to heal me. You wants your healing more than you want it. He wants to heal people more than you want to see people healed. And he wants you to know him. To know him intimately. So Lord, I want to pray tonight, Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to us. Reveal Yourself. I thank You for that tonight. That we might know You. we spend time in the Word, as we spend time praying this week and weeks to come, just reveal more, more and more and more. And I pray for any person that is sick tonight that's in this place. You might be struggling with something, something of a chronic, So you're taking chronic medication for, or you're just dealing with some depression, or you're just dealing with mental issues, or you're dealing with blood issues, or you're dealing... Whatever that is that you're dealing with, hormonal, your spine, your, your bones, your I mean, muscles, whatever that may be, a spastic colon, your, your digestive problems, you just so many different things. I want you to now draw a line in the sand and say, no more is this part of my life. It's not my sickness. It's not my disease. I don't own it. It has no right. It is illegal within my body. It is illegal within my life. And I am going to see this disappear completely, completely in my life. There's going to be a turnaround in this day. And I draw a line in the sand and say, it's enough. It's enough of what this is. It's enough of what this manifests in my life and in my body. And I receive God's healing tonight. It's going to start manifesting more and more and more in my body. And it's going to be a turnaround from this moment. If in the natural, we can get infected by a virus, and we can see that happen more and more and more and more, and before it starts with a little cough, it starts with a little sneeze, it starts with a runny nose, and before you know it, you're lying in bed. It grew. It developed. It, it matured. As you started feeling it, you started believing it. You started getting there. You started seeing the symptoms of it. Come on. In the spirit, we're going to reverse that. There's going to be a little, you're infected with healing right now, in the name of Jesus. And you're going to see the first symptoms start to manifest in your body. You're going to see a little, little movement, a little thing happen, little stuff of what that is and then you're going to see it more and more and more and before you know it, you're completely healed completely set free, a miracle a sign and a wonder of what God's doing. In the name of Jesus I thank you for that Lord right now I thank you for that Lord right now In Jesus name it's been a day of testimonies, a day of spiritual soul. As you're sitting there, just listen here
1: quickly. Um, yeah, yesterday was the 19th of February, and two years ago, I had my stroke. Most of people heard my testimony, um, but for those who haven't heard it, I just want to emphasize. So, um, when you have a stroke, you can have a big one, a small one. I just want to actually show you guys what the damage to my brain actually was. Um, Michelle, that was the damage to my rear left brain. And it's not a small stroke. And the doctor actually said, it's going to take me 18 months to recover. Then I'm only going to start recovering. Okay. God healed me in five months. I just, I had the stroke just before COVID. So I didn't have any therapy in covid and then i had my speech therapy from may onwards and then they uh, in july they signed me off that i can go back to work and anything so god does heal you know so yeah 5 months
0: 5 months of what god can do in a stroke from being in a place where he couldn't talk couldn't walk he walked into the hospital alright he walked in but and he drove but where he was at and then to learn all of that again walking properly and speaking and five months you saw that this morning for those who weren't in the service there was a lady here who brought her son who has autism or had autism some, some symptoms of it but the doctor said he couldn't, was not going to be able to speak. They would have to learn sign language. And my dad prayed for him. And she turned the mic over to him and said, say your name. And then he said his name. His name was Jeremy, right? Or Jesse. Jesse, right? Jesse. And that moment, man, that was a powerful moment this morning. His wife wants him to shut up. (laughs) but we're glad he can talk. Come on. So let's stand. Father, thank you for this night. Thank you for healing. Thank you for testimonies. Thank you for the supernatural. Thank you that we can walk in faith and walk in victory. Thank you that you've always taken care of us and that you will continue to take care of us. Thank you that you're teaching us and growing us, maturing us, molding us, forming us to be, to grow. I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. Lord, we pray for others that will be coming through those doors for healing, for breakthrough, for deliverance, for salvation. We thank you for that, Lord. Bless this night. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen.